accessing agent files. Brian Sovereign. Early 21st Century Anarchist. Creator and host of the podcast Sovereign Check. By the year 2021, the show would be instrumental in the downfall of various conservative ideologies in the government, helping usher in an incredible time. Hey, want to take a walk on the wild side and experience the bleeding edge of technology? Then get ready because it doesn't get much more edgy than this. You're in for a wild ride. You're listening to Sovereign Tech with your host, the man in triple black, the golden stallion of the tech world, Brian Sovereign. He's got a huge brain. And now here's Brian. Oh, yes, the Rembrandt of the podcast canvas here with you for another great episode of Sovereign Tech. Uh, of course, today I am joined by the lovely and hyper-intelligent Dr. Stephanie Murphy. Hello. I love your introductions that you give me. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. Uh, and I am also joined where we are also joined by Mark DeMiesel. Mark, thank Hi. you for being on the show. Uh, hi, Brian and Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I am really excited about this. Mark is a, is a great friend. And he's also a cryptocurrency investor, and he is as honestly, when it comes to cryptocurrency investing, he is serious as a heart attack, <laughs> I, and I love it. Uh, I really, and, and you're an insightful guy uh, on on a lot of subjects, not just cryptocurrencies, but uh, but incredibly insightful on that. And I know you're a big fan of one of my favorite cryptocurrencies. Uh, in fact, you know, I at one point I almost put the symbol for this in the show, and that is next. Uh, and I know you're a big fan of that, Mark. Yes, yes, uh, I am, and uh, I, I'm, I'm so honored to be on this show because uh, I really enjoy uh, Sovereign Tech uh, very much. Um, I think you're on the uh, leading edge of um, technology and cryptocurrency, and um, <laughs> I'm really honored. See, if you want to get on this show, all you got flattery will we'll get, get you, you everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> you so, know, I was going to say, um, that's a Belgian accent you hear. Mark is from Belgium, and if I were going to give him a nickname, I would call him the Belgian Blue, because there's this breed of cat uh, otherwise known as bulls. Oh, yeah, yeah. Called the Belgian Blue. And they're, I, I don't know uh, how they got that name. Maybe they originated in Belgium, but they're muscular, like they're full of muscles. And you look at pictures of these cows, they look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in cow form. And so, you know, he's <laughs> bullish on cryptocurrencies. So, oh, and he's Belgian. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. I call them that's the pretty good. Blue. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was. I thought you were referring to my body, but uh, I could. I could <laughs> relate a lot too. more of it. <laughs> See, then we just call you the muscles from Brussels, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like Jean Claude Van Damme. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but let's uh, let's get into the show. We've got so much to talk about, and and Mark, I can't wait to hear a lot of it. We're going to talk a lot about next, and I think that's that's really you know that that's going to be an exciting thing to to discuss. So, yeah, I really, I really, uh, uh, I'm glad uh, to have the opportunity to talk about it, uh, as I invested a lot of money into NXT, uh, and I have felt frustrated about uh, the lack of attention it has gotten uh, in the Bitcoin community. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really happy uh, to make up for that. Yeah, well, let's let's get into that in a minute. Uh, we're going to get through some rapid fire stories here quick. Um, the first one being uh, talking about money or perhaps saving money. Uh, Munich. Now, of course, have you been to Munich, Mark? Uh, no, I have not. No, okay. Well, the city of Munich uh, in, in Germany, uh, 
has switched to Ubuntu for all of their uh, government computers. And apparently they're claiming to have saved tens of millions of euros in doing so. So going open source is definitely the way to save a ton of money and, and get far more efficient. Uh, and I, I was I was kind of shocked, you know, to, to hear that that they did this and that they admitted to the fact that they are wasting so much money on closed source software. But uh, I'm not going to give the government any congratulations. They're honestly they're late to the game. So many people have jumped on the open source uh, community that, uh, you know, again, it just shows how far behind the government is and how people with just real passion for something uh, can create something that that can help everybody, even the unintended people like governments and save them tens of millions of euros. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And that's happening in a lot of places where uh, a lot of uh, governments and, and even corporations are just running away from OSX and they're running away from Windows and they're going to Linux uh, and they're saving a ton of money in doing so and whatever. I mean, I, I guess as long as that money that they save doesn't go off to, to killing people, whatever. <laughs> so uh, and another story. Actually, Mark, you're you're a bit of a gamer, aren't you? Well, I have a game to lot. Uh, that's correct. Yeah, you're a PC gamer. Uh, yes, um, I liked very much the real-time strategy multiplayer oh, games. Oh, I'm with you. I am with you on that all the way. And so they actually have you. You've heard of uh, you. You've obviously you've seen an Xbox. You've messed with the the 360 and then like the Xbox One. I guess they, they have you heard of the Connect. Do you know what the Connect is? Mm, I, I think I heard it mentioned, but no. Yeah, well, the Connect is this. It's a camera essentially that gets connected to an xbox normally and what it allows you to do is it allows you to do motion controls in a game so like say you're playing a star wars game and uh you know you could swing around like you were swinging a lightsaber and your character on the screen would end up doing that well they're actually going to release this now the newest version of connect uh for windows and i mean how do you feel about motion gaming mark i mean motion like motion controls what do you think about that idea I, uh, I I did it uh, with a friend. Uh, I liked it the Nintendo. Oh, with the Wii. Yeah yeah, 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 I like that too. Yeah, but I never bought it myself. Have yeah, you? you know, considering the games like you mentioned, you play real time strategy games, right? You know what you play on, and that's the same thing I like to play mainly on PCs. I don't see it as like even useful. I don't I don't know what Microsoft's thinking. You know, in releasing it for Windows, I mean, there's I can't even think of a game that would actually really use it uh, the way that they talk about. So, I don't know. I I I see it as a bit of a waste. I mean, would would you concur? Well. I don't know. I think it's uh, the future. The future is that you are in a room where you have tremendous experiences, uh, all surrounded by image. Oh, okay, and, more like uh, virtual reality. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's the right direction, I think. Yeah, Stephanie, I'm curious. I mean, do you think that if you, if video games, I, I know you're not much of a video game player, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, if the games involved a lot more motion, maybe would that be something that, that you would, that would intrigue you more to want to play video games or would it not appeal no, to you at all? No, what would intrigue me more to play video games would be if I had unlimited money and time. Sure. There you go. That's really what it is. Fair <laughs> and I didn't have any other interests. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I'd rather be like doing some workout or, 
yeah, having I mean, sex or you know, <laughs> doing something. Absolutely, I'm with those you things on that. I think to we're me all with more you than on video that. games. Yeah. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, I'm innocent. I'm innocent. <laughs> Not after Sovereign Tech, buddy. Uh, no, <laughs> we're going to corrupt you, Mark. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, this is the thing: is that like you know, some people were saying, well, this could be really cool. And actually, this part might intrigue you, Stephanie. Is that with Connect on Windows, you could do like yoga games or like workout games or whatever. But here's the thing. Why can't you just do that with the camera built into the laptop or built into, you know, the monitor yeah. or whatever? There, it, it seems completely redundant to release this for, for PC. So I'm not excited about it. Yeah, uh, I, that's the thing, too. I don't understand, like, with the Wii, you know, um, right. the, the Nintendo Wii. There are people who play tennis on the Wii or golf or whatever, mm -hmm. but the stroke is not the same. You know, if you're playing tennis or golf in a virtual right. world, it doesn't help you with your golf game in real life. No, it's, it's a not different good practice. It's a different motion. It's similar, but it's different. Yeah. So, uh, I, yeah. it seems like you still kind of have to choose between either doing it in real life or doing it in the virtual world. Right. I mean, there's ways in which motion controls really can make for a fun game. Uh, the Wii proved that in a lot of ways, but not. I agree with you. Not in the ways that that you're talking about. So anyway, I I think it's a waste for them to release it. I don't know what they're. They actually removed it from the the xbox one as being sold is required to come with it and i'm just guessing they have like this in tremendous stock of these connects sitting somewhere and they just got to sell them and so they're just trying everything they can but anyway i move on to to another story uh, and then i really want to get into talking about next um there, there were two earth-like planets Okay, that apparently, you know, Earth-like planets way out there because, you know, that's uh, that's what NASA does, right? They're, they're searching for Earth-like planets. And they actually, they don't exist. These are Gliese 581G and Gliese 581D. And these were supposed to be ones that, oh, yeah, no, we found another Earth. We found another Earth. You hear all these stories all the time. And then come to find out, yeah, no, actually, those don't exist. And these weren't announced like 20, 30 years ago. These were announced in 2007 and 2010. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because it's one of those areas where I get to say, yeah, maybe I'm kind of right. Because I tell people constantly that an Earth-like planet, a planet like Earth, you know, that's capable of supporting complex life, and I say complex life, um, are I think are incredibly rare in the universe. And uh, I think we're finding out that a lot of science where they just come out and start saying these stories. Oh, yeah, we found another planet like Earth. It might just be straight up bullshit. Uh, you know, Mark, I'm curious. I mean, how do you feel? Do, do you think that there's a lot of a uh, lot of complex life out in the universe? Yes, I think uh, it's mathematically a certainty. OK, uh, I really like that. Uh um, just that comparison uh if only one in so many uh would have uh like only one in a, what a billion or mm -hmm. even less would have it then still you would have an endless right. there, still be amount of them yeah yeah see i i, I still i really got to get kind of convinced of it but i i agree the math would one would say that you know there should be something you know out there and and they're considering that you know the amount of stars and all the galaxies yeah it, it does raise the question so so you definitely so you think that that there is quite a few plant habitable planets or planets to support complex life out there yes uh, yeah and you uh well i yeah i i'm not i'm not sold i i think the, you have the what they call the fermi paradox uh, which and I want there to be lots of complex life out there make no mistake um, but you have what's called the fermi paradox which says that 
if because you're right the math stands up that there should be a ton of planets out there supporting this stuff but the fermi paradox says if they're out there why why haven't we seen them why haven't we gotten any like you know radio waves from them uh, you know even now even though granted they're so far away and all that so i'm not not totally sold on it uh and this this really kind of to me you know this story says that yeah maybe you know, maybe maybe they're maybe they're not uh, because the the planets that keep getting announced might not actually even be Earth like at all as, as we understand it. So, but I agree, I understand, Mark, that like yeah, it the math would seem to say there has to be, you know, mm-hmm. complex life out there, and there has to be Earth like planets. So, I well, I guess those are kind of two different questions. Two different questions, I suppose, because like, is there complex life? Are there habitable planets? You know, one doesn't necess- necessitate the other. So yeah, and I. Was it? Um, I forgot what show it was. Was it Cosmos, um, the old old one? With Sagan, yeah. Uh, but uh, like that was uh, talking about how would life look on these other habitable uh, planets, and it can be so so different. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's for sure. He did talk about that, uh, and but of course he also talked about how how some people theorize that. Maybe the life wasn't so different. I think he was. Uh, there was a book by Christian Huygens that Carl Sagan talked about in that, where uh, where it essentially said, you know, it's probably not that different. But then Sagan, of course, would say, look, they don't have to be anything like us at all. And I agree with that. And so maybe that's the thing. Maybe the life is just so different. That's why we don't see anything of it. Does this question really like affect your life a lot? Because to me, the way I feel about it is like. If we're going to encounter aliens in our lifetime, maybe they'll come to us, maybe we'll come to them, then that'll happen. Uh, Until that point, I'm not really going to change much about the way I'm living. Yeah, well, I mean, certainly it doesn't affect you if your end game is for there to no longer be government, right? Like, I think some people have a problem with this because so much money is being spent on finding other life when they would say that the evidence doesn't show that oh. there would be other complex but like, life out the, there. Do they get mad about the government wasting money on other things? The government's always going to waste money. Sure, but you know th- this is like, why I, this issue. I, I don't know. I just don't get the significance of it. Like it has an well, answer. I think some we people, don't know the answer. Uh, no, and right, right. What does it matter? <laughs> yeah, for a lot of people, it, it doesn't hold any any serious significance. Certainly, but for other people who, and granted, maybe they shouldn't be wasting their quote unquote wasting their time on the thought. Um, you know they do like i mean there's a lot of people who want to find other life on other planets to to end christianity you know even though the pope says that that they would baptize a martian yeah they'll just change christianity to fit around certainly of of course and and the catholic church has already said that they're they're open to there being other life out there but for a lot of people this is a huge question i mean they see this as a solution to uh to a lot of problems they see it as a solution to to ending hate and things like that and so if it's if it's a fiction it's still important i think to to ending hate really sure i I mean mean, like uh, people are still racist all over earth like everybody almost everybody is racist and we can't like we can't even get along with people who are humans but look slightly different right but that's the theory is that you would create and and it's funny because they're still being racist but that's the theory is that they if if aliens came down we would unite as a species as humanity because now we would have something really different to hate (laughs) 
You know, I, I mean, so th- ridiculous. that's not the way they would say it. Yeah. But that's how a lot of people think, including yeah. President Ronald, Ronald Reagan. Reagan. Yeah, that's uh, what he said. Yeah, he, he made that, you know, how quickly we unite if, uh, you know, suddenly this foe from outer space came or however he, he happened to, to to say it. So I certainly hope there's other complex life out there. But um, boy, I, I, I think if it is, it is exceptionally rare. Uh, so. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I, I think the distance is the problem. Um, right. Uh, sure, mathematically, the, it is certain uh, or extremely likely that there mm. is a lot of life uh, in the universe, but uh, the distance, it's just how far does our society needs to evolve before we are able to just travel, uh, travel our right. own galaxy? Right. Uh, it's... Yeah, and like I've said on this show in the past, I mean, I wouldn't want humanity as it stands to go meeting other life. You know what I mean? Would you want Obama or, you know, take your pick of the politician or whoever to be meeting these people? Do you want the U.S. Army to be the greeting uh, party, you know, for some aliens? No way. I don't want that at all. Uh, so anyway, uh, let's let's move on to uh, to the Good next point. story so uh and yeah thank you <laughs> yeah i like your point you're yeah. right <laughs> so but um black coin now we're going to talk about next but this is this is my clever lead-in to talking about next because there is a ton of news coming out about black coin uh black coin is one of the currencies that i do accept as a as a donation and one of the things that excites me about it is that it is a proof of stake currency uh, and I really I'm a huge fan of proof of stake. And they just announced that they are actually going to release proof of stake 2.0, which is going to solve a lot of things like people talk about, like coin age, etc. Now, I haven't read the white paper. I don't know how they plan on solving Wouldn't a lot it be of the, the dark issues. paper or the black paper. Yeah, maybe it's the black paper. It's not the white paper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't know how they plan on doing this, but I am intrigued to see it. But I just wanted to get that out there because there's that. And there's a slew of, of other things that that black coin is, is really coming out with. Again, you can kind of test this stuff. Some of the stuff is mostly in beta, but it, it is out there uh, like they have black halo, which is apparently a decentralized exchange and smart contract system that they came out with uh links are in the show notes if you want to check this stuff out also there is uh something called Blackbit, which is a website that you can sign up for and the kind of a wallet system that you can sign up for and what it does is that anywhere you could purchase like say newegg newegg just started taking bitcoin you could with Blackbit, you could go to newegg you could spend black coin and it would treat the transaction as a bitcoin transaction so i have not looked into all of this stuff but the point i want to make is is that these things are being developed and that they're in beta and i want to kind of hammer home and now i, I really i want to um i want to talk about next because i want to hammer home with the fact that everybody's waiting for ethereum or they're waiting for BitShares, or they're waiting for whatever technology they happen to be waiting for in the bitcoin 2.0 space but the point is is that there's some people who are already delivering on this okay uh black coin is starting it but they're just starting it because there's a coin out there and i, I hesitate to even call it a coin that actually they didn't just start it they're already you know they're 20 million miles ahead of the game and that's next nxt okay and uh, i you know listeners of the show know i'm a huge fan 
uh, and speaking of something you can donate, uh, I mean, Next is is one of the very first coins uh, that I allowed for donations. I was so excited about it. Still am so excited about it. And, you know, Mark, actually, if you wouldn't mind, I for maybe there's people who don't know about Next even, you know, I have new listeners that come in all the time from who knows where, and I'm glad they're here. Uh, but, like, give, give a description of Next, if you would. Yeah, I'm well trained because uh, I went to Porkfest uh, pumping the coin to every uh, innocent uh, <laughs> bystander. So um, um, NXT is a, a, a new cryptocurrency. It's only six months old, but it succeeded in already becoming the third largest cryptocurrency. Uh, so after Bitcoin, you have Litecoin and then you have NXT. Third largest. Now, that doesn't mean it's, it's, as, it's valued as highly. But third largest as in most uh, out there? I mean, no. Third largest in valuation in how high it is valued on planet Earth. Okay. And uh, NXT is valued currently at around 50 million US dollars. And right, altogether. Yeah. That's the third position. Uh, the fourth position currently is uh, probably Darkcoin around 30 million. Yeah, Darkcoin is such an oddity. But hey, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I always get confused between Blackcoin and Darkcoin. Well, yeah, me too. yeah, I mean, black coin, the easiest thing to remember is that it's it's I remember the girls in bikinis, the 50 hot women. That's all I remember. About oh, that. The, their marketing scheme. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, black black coin is just that's the proof of stake. One dark coin is not proof of stake. Okay. But anyway, go, go ahead. Mark. Yeah. So so um, and, and 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 the first thing I tell about NXT is that it offers a lot of innovations over Bitcoin. Um, so um, uh, it is not vulnerable to a 51 percent attack. Not so vulnerable. Right. Now, we mentioned black coins proof of stake next was 100% proof of stake before Blackcoin was. And uh, I mean, that that's so that's why it's not vulnerable to that 51% attack, right? Yeah, because uh, uh, you, with Bitcoin, you just need 51% of the mining power. Uh, and um, that's uh, not that difficult to accomplish. Uh, currently, um, experts uh, estimate that you can do it for uh, 50 million US dollars. You can uh, uh, build your ASIC, uh, the most innovative ASIC uh, miner, and, and get 51% of the uh, mining. Uh, hashing power and uh, just basically shut down the Bitcoin network. Um, uh, some others uh, dispute these numbers and say you need at least a few hundred million. But still, I find it uh, a real problem of Bitcoin. With NXT, uh, you need 51% of the coins, of the coins that are used to validate transactions. And by estimate, uh, you would currently need to buy around 20 to 30% of all the coins of NXT so that will cost you uh, a lot more than 50 million US dollars. Yeah, this is this is a really important point. I want to touch on this because I think this is what a lot of people they they want to attack proof of stake about is they'll say that well, yeah, but you can still kind of do a 51% attack. It's just it's different how it's implemented. Okay, because instead of having all the mining power, you just have to have a good chunk of the coin, like you mentioned, 30, 20, 30, 40%, whatever, uh, to do that. But here's the thing. The solution to a whole lot of things, in fact, the solutions to, to solving problems with the NSA or whatever, is to make things expensive, make it too expensive to even try. And it is so much harder to buy out an entire coin, especially one that gets a foothold like Next is doing. Okay. It is so much harder, so much more expensive to buy out a coin at that, you know, at those rates than it is to just purchase, um, you know, processing power 
you know, like you said, creating a super ASIC or whatever the case may be, that's way more uh, viable to do by a long shot, by orders of magnitude is more viable to create a super ASIC than it is to buy out that high of a percentage of a coin. Uh, and so it, it's, is it perfect? No. But does it solve the 51% attack? A hell of a lot better than Bitcoin does. I fully agree. Uh, Stephanie, did you have any thoughts on that? On proof of stake? Yeah. I'm still learning about it, honestly. I haven't I hadn't really bothered to educate myself that much about it. I mean, maybe we could have this conversation on the air, which we just talked about before we started recording the show. But I was kind of wondering, you know, about proof of stake. Like, isn't there still some work involved? Like a lot of people say proof of stake is green and so forth, but like you still have to have your computer running and have a client running in order to validate transactions with right. proof of stake. Right, but that's a lot different. Running a client, as in running software, is a lot different from the arms race that exists within proof of work, which is you have to keep buying bigger, bigger, more, better hardware. Proof of stake eliminates really the necessities for hardware. Yeah. Um, in its entirety. And so that's where it is green because hardware is not required. I mean, uh, you can run a pro- you can run proof of stake on a Raspberry Pi. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you could have the, the most the, the most basic machine possible to, uh, you know, to do the, that kind of validation. Uh, and so I think that's that's kind of the difference. I, I see your point where like, you know, that, well, it's still kind of working. But the the difference being is that the hardware is not the requirement. Yeah. I, and I agree with that. Um is there so there's this thing that people do with proof of stake coins called um, borrowed forging or loaned forging? What is it? Yeah, called? leased forging. Leased forging. Thank you. Uh, where they like make their coins available to other people to use to validate transactions, kind of like someone might purchase a mining contract or something like that uh, from a ASIC farm. In, mm-hmm. it, that's the it would be the analogous thing in proof of work. Um, so I guess what I wondered is like, is it easy? Would it be easy to a through a least forging type of arrangement to get fifty one percent of the coins to do a fifty one percent attack? Has anyone done a fifty one percent attack on a proof of stake currency, or is it just too new? Perhaps um, I'm not aware of it ever occurring. But Mark, do you have any response to to that? No, I I, I never heard about any anyone coming cl- uh, no coming close to fifty one percent ownership of the of the coins. Uh, no, right. No. I mean, certainly yes. It is no question. It's a danger that someone could buy out an entire coin. You know, an entire ecosystem. An entire you know an entire coin. Uh, or I should say economy, not ecosystem. Um, but again, the, the expense just just blows away what you'd have to do with proof of work. So, um, and, and now Mark, I think yeah. I... Go ahead. Yeah, it's actually a, a whole different philosophy, proof of stake. It's mm-hmm. not just about the mining architecture. That's just a result. The fi- underlying philosophy of a proof of stake is that the power lays with the coin holders and nobody else. Right. Yeah. And so the power to validate transactions lays with the coin holders. The power to change other stuff lays with the coin holders. There is also uh, a voting system being built so that if ever important decisions need to be made, that you're, uh, you can vote and uh, how many coins you have will decide how strong your vote is. Right. So those that own the coin decide and not those that run services around it yeah exactly so now next runs on proof of stake so it has this very decentralized nature uh i i hesitate to use the word democratic 
but I mean, in this, I mean it in a in a good way. That that, like you said, the coin holders call the shots. Okay, um, and so with that in mind, I think that's a huge advantage. I think it's far superior to anything else being done out there. Um, and NXT has been, I, and as far as I know, the first successful implementation of these ideas and of that new philosophy that you talked about. And I think that's really exciting. Now, people will say, what about PP coin or, or what are they, pure coin? Um, but that's actually a hybrid. That's not completely proof of stake. That's, that's proof of right. work and proof of stake. So that would not qualify as the originator or as the trailblazer uh, in this area. Yeah. So, and you have a strong leader, Peercoin. They are they are the first, so they, they certainly deserve credit. But then, is his name Sonny King? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So so you have a strong leader. So that goes against that the power lays with the vote holders. Eh? Right. Uh, NXT does that from the ground up. Eh? The whole philosophy is that it must be very decentralized and that the power is lays with a lot of different people that own coins and so uh, from the start the the developers uh, or uh, uh, several of the of them and there is no culture of uh, admi- admiration uh, uh, of a certain leader right um, and the guy that created it bc next he's gone mm-hmm. in april of 2014 he says okay here's my here's my baby i'll see you later you, you know it's up to you it's up to the community what happens with this uh, and so, yeah, they're just like Bitcoin. There's no, you know, no Satoshi Nakamoto or whatever. You know, he left too. Uh, it's very similar in that regard. Um, in fact, some people, you know, this is kind of this might be a little off topic, but some have theorized uh, that BC Next might have been Satoshi Nakamoto again. Uh, I mean, do you have any ideas as to who BC Next might be? No. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, it's the people think that I think it's the work is genius. Right. Uh, the innovation of proof of stake, I think, is the biggest innovation in cryptocurrency since the invention of Bitcoin. So uh, you must really be uh, ahead of the game to to build something like that. So he certainly is a genius. Right. Now, I mean, and and definitely next is so far ahead of the game. I mean, what are some of the features that are available right now? You know that 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 people can take advantage of that. I think really other people are promising. I mean, you yeah. Know, what what can Next do? Yeah. So with Next, you can already uh, just launch an IPO. Uh, right. Uh, it's uh, one one uh, click on a mouse. In, you you can send NXT coin, but you can also just launch an uh, asset. You pay thousand NXT, which is fifty dollars currently. Uh, you decide how many units your asset must be. Let's say thousand shares. Huh? And uh, you click on the button and voila, it's there on the asset exchange. Uh, it, ru- it runs on no central server. It runs on all the clients that are installed with people. So this is a real decentralized exchange mm-hmm. that everybody else is just saying, oh, yeah, we're going to come out with this. But it's here. It's here. And every day uh, around four or five assets are launched, launched today by anonymous people mostly. And the total is now 160 assets that are being that are active some of them are most of them actually half of them are scams or worth nothing but uh, the other half uh, is interesting right right well i mean that's with anything new you're going to get i mean like a lot of these altcoins admittedly are scams they've come and gone 
Um, you know, in fact, that's something, too, with Next, is that uh, I noticed on the 4th of July, it seemed like there were quite a few people tweeting saying that they were, like, really clearing out their holdings in a lot of cryptocurrencies. And so they started listing off, these are the only ones that are serious, these are the ones I'm going to hold on to. Uh, and I think Litecoin was in that. Amazingly, somehow, Dogecoin was. Uh, Blackcoin was in that. But Next was one of the ones that everybody said, this one is serious. This is the real deal. Now, why didn't they say Ethereum or BitShares. Again, they don't exist. You know, I mean, they don't necessarily exist. I mean, yeah, BitShares, you can get BitShares PDS and all that, but you can't actually really, you know, go out and really do something as to where, like you're saying, there's already a decentralized exchange with Next. Indeed. Uh, and a client that works, I find that very important that I just download it, install it, and I have a, a, a client that uh, works. Uh, I yeah, tr- actually, the link is in the show notes to look at the clients available for Next. So yeah. you can check that out at SovereignTech.com. Go ahead, Mark. Like sometimes uh, I do question myself, uh, am I overlooking something? You have a lot of competition, uh, MasterCoin, Counterparty, uh, and BitShares, but then I, I go to their website, I try to download the client, install it, and it all <laughs> goes wrong i'm a lazy guy i admit eh? <laughs> but uh I, I i watch from the eyes of the customer you know right uh that's how i look at investing and uh if i can't uh, do it with a few clicks then uh the end user can't do it neither you know yeah absolutely and i think this is something uh now you and i have both been interested in next really almost since its inception um i think it's fair to say and i admit that Originally, the next client did look a little rough. Um, like it ran in a browser. That was the only way you had to install Java. There was a bunch of, of really clunky stuff. Now, the reason I think that this was so, again, we're only talking about in the first couple of months. After that, the clients that were coming out were stunning. They were gorgeous, and they had great developers coming out with all this stuff. But they already had so many features ready for Next that I think it was they were heavily concentrating on having features available and ready to go that they weren't necessarily doing a whole lot of polish um, on the clients themselves. But now, these are, in my opinion, the single most beautiful wallets or clients that you can get for any coin out there. Uh, they are stunning. And and I mean, that's really, in my opinion, if someone goes and installs the the next the official next client, uh, I think you look at that and you just go, why don't I have any of this? Because it is that good looking and it is that capable. The decentralized exchange can be done in it. All this stuff. Uh, I mean, amazing. So uh, sorry. Go ahead, Mark. What other features? Well, uh, what I like is uh, the messages. Um, so uh, you can just, uh, of course, send and receive your uh, coins, NXT coins. Right. But you can also, to uh, to other people, send uh, messages. And, uh, and uh, it's fully encrypted. I like that. Okay, it's not used a lot yet, but I think it will uh, it will uh, go up over time uh, because, um, well, uh, I, I I never succeeded in doing PGP encryption. Uh, oh, it's a pain uh, in the ass. I've uh, certainly tried five to ten times to to do it, and it's been it never never worked. And now I finally have it, uh, and I don't see the word PGP even mentioned anywhere. So I think that's uh, that's that's very good. But I think the global vision to decentralize everything and to have everything in one in just in one. Yeah, in one application, just like the iPhone successfully eh, mm-hmm. uh, had a lot. You have a lot on your phone and you use it a lot. Well, I think uh, the same uh, will happen uh, with 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 this with this cryptocurrency. Uh, okay, if you, you, you here, you have in your account your coins, but you also have your private messages. 
encrypted. Right. You also have your private stocks, assets, uh, funds, uh, bonds that right. you buy all behind your private key. I think uh, I think NXT will uh, and they will add to that. Uh, so they are now busy building a um, a uh, very interesting, a decentralized um, eBay kind of system so that you can run a shop um okay so that is like, decentralized so you eh? have your shopping experience inside the client too well yeah that's not needed for uh for uh, well that's you know a, a lot of shops are uh, taken down eh? uh if you trade uh, silk road yeah for example and so if, if 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 that's run decentralized then uh that's very powerful yeah i agree and also you know i mean something else uh name coin is uh, is a coin i'm a fan of but like Next, actually, a lot of these 2.0s are, are planning on implementing this, but Next can actually do what Namecoin did, where there's like a, a separate address system uh, to some degree. And like I can type in, in fact, I even I bought Sovereign Tech um, with NXT. I, it cost me one NXT, and I can go into my browser, I can go into the address bar, and I can just type in the, I can type in NXT space Sovereign Tech, and it takes me to SovereignTech.com. Wow. And, you know, I mean, that's that's so cool. Uh, and and it's, ar- it's already there. I mean, yeah, Namecoin could do that, too. But you're, you're talking about how everything is available kind of in this one platform to do. Uh, I think that's that's really exciting, you know, to, to have that. Uh, I agree. I mean, are there... A- Scott, it seems like, to me, just listening to this whole conversation, like, you're kind of running down the things that Next can do that Bitcoin can't. Right. You know, with the... We've got proof of stake. We've got the decentralized exchange. We've got this market potential marketplace decentralized you got websites like namecoin like feature um a nice looking client with a cool interface you know yeah and that actually that client is also going to be available uh online too so where it can just run in your browser but it can be beautiful this time uh but that's presently in testnet uh admittedly but that regardless of what's in testnet there's so many features that exist right now ready to go ready to do everything and i agree with you mark it's frustrating that no one ever talks about this damn thing. You know, I mean, it's got it all. Everything that everybody's so excited about that they wanted. Oh, I can't wait to do this with Ethereum. I can't wait to do this with BitShares. I can't wait to do this with this. Just do it now with Next. It's already here for you. It's ready to go. You know, I, and I'm curious, what exactly, you know, what do you what do you think leads to this? Why do you think that, that, that Next is just not getting the press? You know? Yeah, uh, I think... Uh uh it has a a problem with uh, a, pro- a marketing problem so uh, uh some people uh well we don't have the the the, the famous people um uh, that's a problem the developers don't talk about it so they have uh, rejected a lot of uh, possible uh, interviews uh, with big uh, big um uh, media right uh, um, but you know this is kind of a plus i think because uh next is so decentralized even in its development that yeah like like coming up with somebody who could even be a, a quote unquote figurehead or someone that could get the message out or some degree of marketing could happen uh, it doesn't happen because it, it takes a while for everybody to kind of agree or whatever. I mean, now, some people would see that as a bad, but I see that as a good. Like, that's 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 a very good thing. Uh, and I don't mind that it doesn't necessarily have, have a figurehead. But then people, I don't understand why average, you know, not average, but just everyday people, not developers or whatever, why they're not talking about it, why they're not finding out about it, uh, you know, is it blows my mind i hear black coin get talked about a whole hell of a lot more than i do next black coin doesn't have any names behind it 
Uh, so, you know, I don't understand the difference. I, I admittedly, and I don't know if you want to say this, Mark, you know, maybe you don't agree with it or maybe you do, but I, I'm inclined to believe that, I mean, you know, I wonder how many people feel threatened by the existence of Next because it is so far ahead of the game in development. Yeah, uh, but you mentioned Blackcoin is talked about. Uh, is that so? Yeah. Yeah, I, I found like that's how I first learned about it was because it was so talked about. I mean, next I had to find out through my own research, but Blackcoin, you know, crossed my radar in in a multitude of ways. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, the best theory I can come up with is is indeed that uh, um, uh, it is a real threat uh, to Bitcoin, and therefore, uh, um, but it's just speculation on my part. Uh, sure, I, I don't know, um, but. Um, I think uh, it will happen. Uh, it's just, it was the same with Bitcoin uh, in the Goldberg community. Uh, this was uh, not talked about, even though it was big innovation. Right. Uh, uh, and 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 when there was a question about it, it was dismissed. Uh, but it it was just not talked about. And only when Bitcoin was successful, the last year in 2013, uh, uh, they start to talk about it. Uh, so I think um, NXT will have to prove itself first on his on his on its own powers before right. uh, uh, a Bitcoin community that is already invested uh, heavily into Bitcoin will uh, embrace it. Yeah, you know, I want to touch on some of that, but Stephanie, I mean, do you have any thoughts? Why do you think that nobody is talking about Next? I think it's just because they do actually have a truly decentralized community and they don't have someone who's like the next marketing person, you know, like a figurehead or anything like that. It really relies on just a community of people and that has its real upsides, you know, like... Uh, decisions are considered really carefully, sometimes to the point where nothing gets done, but that's okay because it's still being talked about. Um, But also... I mean, I'll take that over somebody, over some, you know, cocky developer running roughshod over my my economy. Right. You know, I would take that. Yeah, but I'm saying like other... Other platforms, like, um, for instance, if you look at Ethereum or BitShares, those are companies, they actually have, like, a marketing person, you know, um, and right. despite the, the, the fact that they are interested in creating distributed autonomous organizations, they're not there yet, and they are actual companies, and Next is not a company, it's a project that was started by, you know, an anonymous person, and there are people who are passionate about it and want to promote it, but there's no one officially, like, making that their job, so I think, like... I, I honestly think that that's the reason they just these other organizations have a real coordinated ability to do a marketing push and um, to do like just the conventional methods of uh, marketing something. I mean, and if you look at the case of Ethereum, like you can't even use Ethereum yet, except in beta, right? There's they have their alpha clients out there. I think they're on like version four of it, but you can't buy Ether. You can't. It's pretty limited in what you can do with it. Uh, whereas with Next, you can do a lot with it right now, but it's just uh, they don't really there's not the tooting their own horn kind of aspect to it. Right. And that's okay. Cause I mean, you, you could say that in the long run that will get next more credibility because they're actually being humble about it. Mm-hmm. They're not like puffing themselves up without actually having any product, you know? Well, Bitcoin didn't need any of this mm-hmm. to, to get where it, where it did. Bitcoin just had a bunch of passionate people 
who weren't even developers. It's true, but it didn't have any competitors at the time who did have right. coordinated marketing efforts. Sure. So yeah, maybe um, maybe next will sort of be in it for the long haul, like the like Bitcoin was. You know, well, but Bitcoin did do a slow build. I mean, Bitcoin came out what in two thousand eight or nine, nine two thousand nine, and it really didn't start to take off. I mean, look at where it was uh, two years later in twenty eleven. Um, it still wasn't very popular. It was pretty relatively right. unknown even two years later. So next is only six months old or maybe a little more than that. Um, where is it going to be in two years? Is it going to start gaining steam like Bitcoin d- did? Is that going to happen faster? Well, uh, I-, I think you're right to compare the two, Brian, but it's a little bit of a different situation because of the lack of competitors that Bitcoin had. Sure, I-, I can understand that. But I think Mark's point is is valid, or I think your two points are complementary in that Mark is saying next is going to happen. You know, it's going to reach that that level uh, of adoption. And that's really all it needs. It, it, shit, it doesn't need any more tech. It doesn't need any more technology. I mean, it's going to keep developing it anyway, just because the developers care. Um, but it, it, it's just looking for that adoption. Um, and I agree. I agree with you, Mark, that I think it's just going to happen just like it did with Bitcoin, because I see the past very similar. And in fact, you know, Bitcoin kind of did have one guy it had Roger Veer, right? who's a great guy, and he was kind of the Bitcoin Jesus. You know, I got to say, Mark, I think you are the next Jesus. You are the <laughs> NXT Jesus. I <laughs> mean, you, you. Are, you have been working this currency so hard. And yes, you're an investor, but you readily admit to that. You know, and and you have no problem saying, yeah, I'm invested in this, but I want you to tell you, I want to tell you why I'm excited about it because of all the abilities that it has. Uh, so it's not like you're doing a pump. You're genuinely, you're, you have, you've got the goods on your side saying, no, look at what Next can do. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I talk my book uh, and uh, I'm happy to do so because my book is very important, what I invest in. Um, and, You're uh, talking about your portfolio? Yeah, my yeah, portfolio. Yeah. Um, uh, I invest uh, for profit, uh, but I also invest to improve the world. And I think these, these two go together. Uh, and um, uh, yeah, uh, I think NXT will happen just because of the way I see how people respond when I tell them about it. Uh, at Porkfest, nine in ten people uh, say, I didn't know that NXT existed even. I never heard about it. Are you serious? This is the third largest cryptocurrency. Uh, uh, they are perplexed and they are very interested and they want some free coins from me. And uh, <laughs> Uh, and so uh, I think uh, I think I actually it's going to happen over the coming half year to a year that uh, it, that uh, people in the Bitcoin community will, st- will start to talk about it uh, and uh, it will go up a lot. I yeah, think. I I actually I agree with your assessment. I agree with your time frame too. I think that that is about when you know this stuff's going to start doing some pretty serious build uh, because the passionate people are coming. You know, I mean, they are you're creating a lot of them, like you said, I mean, because that's all it is. is These people just got to know about it. They got to hear about it. And I am more than happy to do it on this show. No doubt about it. Uh, You know, I do want to I want to go back a little bit and just touch on another reason, perhaps, I think that maybe why where the next the NXT adoption uh, is an issue. And I think part of that might come from the fact now, again, this is something where I see it as a bonus as a plus, not as a negative, is that this is completely next is completely new code. It's it's written in Java. It's not in it's, it's not in QT. It's not being done in everything, you know, because so many of these altcoins are just based off of the QT client for Bitcoin, right? 
Yeah. yeah. And not only the code, also the design. When you open the Litecoin, it looks exactly the same. Oh, yeah. Even like, like Blackcoin, it looks exactly like... I mean, it's not pretty at all huh. uh, and there's something to be said for delivering like the reason why is apple so huge because it's simple it's gorgeous you know and i think the, the next client now is to that point where it is certainly that like i said i'm not kidding when i say it blows away every other client out there uh for whatever coin you're talking about you know unless unless you're talking about like armory for bitcoin or whatever but that's had years to get developed you know i mean we're talking months next looks fantastic um so but i think that actually it being written in different code uh admittedly i had heard that like when b terror accepted uh the next on its exchange which was a huge boon for next uh that's great and when they did i from what i understand they were writing out handbills for the exchange because the code is so different that they couldn't implement it into their system very well. But they knew that Next was serious, that it was the real thing, that it might be the next thing. And so they wanted to get it in there. So I know, that, so I sometimes I theorize if that's what it is, if it's because the code is so different that people are kind of standoffish about it. But again, I don't see that as a bad thing. That's a good thing because, you know, it just takes the time for someone to come up with a virus that that essentially, I mean, this is like biodiversity, if you took it to a scientific scale, to where if everything's based off the same code, then everything can get fucked by the same problem, you know? Right. And next says, eh, I'm not worried about it. Go ahead. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're, we're completely different code. You'd have to target next specifically to be able to do that. Um, and again, that would be, you know, what? where are the incentives for that? I don't know. So... Yeah, it's it's uh you ha as a as an exchange you have to invest a lot uh into uh programmers and developers to just implement uh, NXT on your exchange. Uh, that uh, and on top of that NXT is actually actively building a decentralized exchange. So actually right. NXT is uh, the competitor of their own exchange in the future. So uh, uh it's a big hurdle to take uh, for exchanges, but indeed BTER, a beater, a Chinese exchange did it yeah and uh they are making a lot of money because most of these coins on their exchange is uh, free trading but with nxt they charge a half a percent uh, uh and uh but still they are the largest exchange for nxt they make a lot of money on it and they uh, deserve it yeah absolutely and i just i'm going to plug something if you go to sovereigntech.com on the left hand side there are some affiliate links one of them is for btear uh and if you use that affiliate link um, we, we everybody gets a little some some BTER points they're called which helps with uh, transaction fees really handy if you want to use that if you're wanting to grab some next uh, I definitely rec I think BTER is uh, really top notch uh, as far as this stuff uh, goes and they are really visionary I think in accepting next so early on uh, I agree they like you said they they definitely deserve uh deserve the money so i mean do you see i guess it, it wouldn't be fair if we didn't you know while we're talking about and, and really we're painting a very beautiful picture of next but i think it's it's all true um but do you see do either of you see any issues with next like is there as in are there any fatal flaws is there is there a problem that you foresee that maybe needs to be solved that's not being addressed uh well, I guess coming back to the proof of stake thing, which I've just been looking into um, mm -hmm. as we've been doing the show, I, I I saw a post on Reddit called like criticisms of pr uh, proof of stake. Okay, and um, 
one of the ones that was raised is like, you know, someone could do a 51% attack by buying up half the coins. But I think that gets pretty easily debunked by just saying, like, if somebody tried to buy the co- all the coins, then the price would keep going up. Yeah, and you'd, you'd almost you'd want people to buy up all the coins. Because yeah, go then, ahead. Try that, that attack. Yeah, then it'll then just if, drive the coins up. Right, because then if you only had five necks, that five necks would be worth millions. You know, so go ahead. Buy out the currency. You're just going to make everybody happy. Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> or make only- everybody rich, I should say. The only one that uh, I couldn't really understand was like uh, Gavin Andreessen actually posted in that thread. It's called Criticisms of Proof of Stake and it's on Reddit. And he said that um, uh, miners must decide uh, to dedicate their hashing power to just one chain uh, with proof of work. But with proof of stake, miners could essentially do the shotgun method and dedicate their proof of stake to different competing blockchains and there's not really a cost to doing that and so it wouldn't um, incentivize against double spending so I'm, uh, I'm not sure if I can comp- if if that's true or if they completely I completely understand that or maybe that's been solved in newer versions of proof of stake but that was the only one that really seemed like maybe it had a point did you guys interesting um, I would definitely that I-, I believe is what is referred to as the nothing at stake Problem. Right, right, okay. Yeah, I, is that it doesn't cost the miners to allocate their stake to because like in Bitcoin with proof of work, um the incentive is to try to not get miners to create their own blockchain that mm-hmm. then b- would become the 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 blockchain in quotes if they got more than 51% of the mining power and started mining on that new blockchain. Right. With uh proof of stake, he's saying that there's no cost to just allocating your stake to like any chain. Or multiple different chains. Mm-hmm. So if there was an attacker that wanted to create a fake chain, it wouldn't, you know, y- you could you could just allocate your stake to that chain. Yeah, but you're not exactly going to have miners. I mean, I think the I think this is addressing maybe like an older idea of proof of stake that uh, that that next is really either moved beyond. I know delegated proof of stake. This wouldn't be possible. Uh, that's that's for sure. Mark, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, I, I think it is a valid criticism, even though I don't understand it fully. Mm-hmm. But uh, the way the NXT community responds to it gives me the impression that it's valid. Um, but the counter-arguments to it, as I understand it, is that one, it's not, uh, it's not like costless. Indeed, you mentioned earlier also that there is some work involved, uh, even though you have a proof of stake and not proof of work. You still have to run a computer to do the validating of transactions, even with the proof of stake. And so, if you are going to do validating different blockchains, you will uh, need more processing power for that. So there is some work involved. That's one counter argument, but the second second counter argument that I found the mo- most interesting is that well there is uh, a lot at stake because for example I uh, invest in a lot of coins I am not going to cooperate on uh, validating uh, another blockchain uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I'm not gonna uh, like uh, uh, drive my uh, my uh, NXT coin into the ground and the same is true for uh, probably many other uh, NXT coin holders so like if someone so you're saying if someone has a stake which is what you have to prove in proof of stake that you have a stake then their incentive is to not do anything that's going to wreck the value of the coins yeah yeah and i think this is this is actually a great point because this is something that a lot of people say bitcoin will solve okay because we have an issue with bitcoin where it was very and 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 if if either of you disagree with this that's okay you know just say so um it was a very libertarian idea 
even from Satoshi Nakamoto's white paper. This is a libertarian idea, and it was brought to prominence by libertarians. And so a lot of people say, you know, a lot of people get discouraged. Stephanie, you and I get discouraged about this, I think, all the time. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that the Bitcoin community has gone, you know, to, to Wall Street. It's gone to, to Main Street or, you oh, know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, I actually was doing some reading earlier in the show. I just saw a blog post saying that, uh, basically coinbase is now like asking people hey where did you get your bitcoins that you're selling on coinbase and where'd you get the money to buy these bitcoins and tell me what business you run right so yeah yeah. so the anonymity like that all the things that people (laughs) loved about bitcoin the politics seem to be killing it okay now the response that people have to politics killing bitcoin is and i i agree i think it is killing it um the response that people give is that well a whole bunch of libertarians own a whole bunch of coin and they're not going to let this happen but there's a problem with that because you know it's not like with next where i think that isn't an issue because with next if you're a major holder of of next of a proof of stake currency okay then you actually like you said earlier mark how the coin holders actually have the say then yeah you have the say i am not going to let you do this you know to my to to my economy as to where with bitcoin the 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 point of failure isn't with the coin holder it's with the hardware and then things can get controlled regardless doesn't matter if a bunch of look if, if libertarians hold hundreds of billions of dollars in Bitcoin, if someone does a 51% attack, it's over. Okay, it's, it's all over for Bitcoin. doesn't matter how much, how much coin you hold. So, but that's only true, the argument that, well, the people that hold the coin aren't going to let it happen. The only time that's actually possible is in a proof-of-stake uh, economy, which next is. So, uh, you know, I, I, I get it. I, I see I see that point and I think it's accurate. And it really it's only it is it's a proof that 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 proof of stake is the way you want to to really go is to where you have more direct control. Do you have comments on that, Mark? Yeah, um, uh, it's always you get the problems always when you have a centralization of power. Right. And uh, with Bitcoin, you have the foundation. Uh, but the problem with the foundation is that you have the lead developers also into that. Uh, and They're getting so, paid by the foundation. Yeah. yeah. So, so you have a, a, a political... I, uh, central power there and so uh, that's a problem um, uh, the same with Coinbase example you have uh, always big exchanges uh, popping up that uh, are easy targets for governments uh, or, or also central points so 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 there you get you get the, 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 the corruption if you're able to decentralize these things then uh, then it's going to uh, stay clean much longer so for NXT that means that uh, no foundation uh, is I think personally a very good idea uh, the developers the uh, have certainly uh, uh, no interest at all to join any uh, foundation into uh, in NXT if someone would set that up um, and uh, yeah exchanges uh, NXT is is has already a successful decentralized exchange but it's not uh, yet trading cryptocurrency so I do hope that they realize uh, it is they are working on that 
but uh, once they successfully do that i think uh, i think uh, we have another successful decentralization point so that people can trade currencies and fiat with each other eh, without being uh, uh, bothered uh, by uh, violent organizations hmm? Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. And, you know, I, I don't think we mentioned this earlier, but um, you would call yourself an anarchist, would you not? Yes, an anarcho-capitalist and a voluntarist. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, so you're totally on board. I mean, folks, understand, if I'm bringing a guest onto the show in the studio with me, it's a pretty good bet that it's an anarchist that's looking for these control structures to just go away, you know. And, and so, uh, you know, that I think that's that's fantastic to have such an attitude. Um but anyway, so do you, did you mark it? Do you, I don't think you got the chance to really answer this, but um, I mean, do you see any flaws with Next? Something that you want to happen? Uh, well, uh, the flaw is that it's so young, so young, only six months old. Sure. Uh, one of the lead developers uh, is called Come From Beyond. You have other ones that are equally important, but he sometimes says strange things that sometimes I think, hmm, uh, should I trust this guy? But then sometimes I also think he's just saying it to to just make sure that the community does not uh, value him too highly. Right, right. Um, uh, but there are other lead developers like Jean-Luc and Wesley that uh, always talk sense, so that gives me confidence. Um, but I think the biggest problem is that Proof of Stake only has a six-month track record. Uh, maybe the criticisms that there is nothing at stake is true because I cannot follow it, uh, uh, the whole uh, theoretical uh, thing there. But maybe they are right and tomorrow uh, uh, the NXT network is down and uh, and all the value disappears. It's possible, so I still have half of my coins into Bitcoin. I only invested half of my coins into NXT, and I, I'm going to keep it that way. Right. Well, you know, I think that that's interesting. But mm. one of the one of the beauties to a lot of these newer altcoins and Next included um, is that they are open to and they are, are able to to change. They are able to implement, like we mentioned earlier, Blackcoin is already moving on to a new version of proof of stake. And that's only been around a couple months, you know, two, two, three months or whatever. So these solutions can get worked out over time and they can be made to happen. Um, this is something, you know, this is a criticism that people are not a criticism. This is a defense that people make for Bitcoin saying that, look, this is a I mean, how much is what you know, how much is Bitcoin worth in total right now? Uh, eight billion, about. about eight billion. OK, so they say, look, you can't go making crazy changes here. We're talking about an eight billion dollar economy and you don't want to crash this thing. Now, to some degree, I think that I understand that point. OK, that makes some kind of sense. But at the same time, if something is broken, you need to fix it. Okay. And so I want things to be fixed. I want things to be far more secure. I would rather try and solve the problem now, especially than, you know, decades down the line, um, which I mean, boy, when it comes to like scalability with uh, with Bitcoin, that that's that's going to be, you know, that blockchain is going to get fucking huge uh, at some point and something has to be done about that um so i don't i understand the conservative uh idea of not wanting to mess with something but at the same time i think no I, in our the way our world works today go ahead and and do the facebook thing where you know uh what is it make changes fast and break things or whatever i'm actually kind of okay with that uh not not entirely i, I don't want to say that but uh but i'm okay with making some drastic changes you know yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I I think 
I didn't realize it's only the last few months that it's it's I realized that actually how vulnerable Bitcoin is to a 51% attack. Right. And uh, also thanks to uh, D'Angelo from the Bitcoin World Network. He also made a very two very good YouTube videos about the 51% attack, not uh, only a few months back, uh, and how vulnerable Bitcoin is. But now that I realize it, I think it's irresponsible the way the Bitcoin developers respond to this. I mean, if... If it's already today, like a mining pool has f- over 51% of the uh, mining power, one mining pool. Right. Uh, that's, uh, I mean, that's just uh, yeah, it's hard a- evidence that there is a serious problem. Yeah, and it's the, really just waiting to happen. Yeah, and, and these are friendly parties, a mining pool, but but uh, so so it's just it's just true that you only need a few hundred million to to just pull off to shut down bitcoin right so 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 i i think it should be priority number one and should be solved uh and 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 but it's not happening so i think it is very responsible to hedge yourself by buying some nxt or another proof of stake coin because um what will happen if this happens like a 51 percent attack on bitcoin successful well, then it will be all over the media. Bitcoin will collapse in value right. eh? because they can hold, they can keep this for weeks, eh? like up, eh? no transactions possible at all in Bitcoin. Eh? Right. And then it's all over the media. The value collapses and it will not be just Bitcoin. It will be cryptocurrencies failed. Uh, right. That's the headline, and the, and the whole cryptocurrency world, NXT included, eh? will have years of damage. Yeah, yeah, uh, of, of uh, public image. Yeah, damage. public yeah. image damage. Uh, uh, maybe we, it just doesn't happen in our generation. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, technology is not uh, uh, everything. You also need uh, marketing. And you also need uh, and 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 so. I don't think that's responsible. So I think uh, our job is now to uh, focus on NXT uh, simply because uh, uh, Bitcoin cannot have this, uh, uh, cannot take cryptocurrencies down, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I I agree. You want to diversify. And I want to get into this point, actually, uh, because, well, but before I do, um, to, to say that people are taking this seriously, Peter Todd, okay, who is a big name in the Bitcoin space, he said, look, when the 51% attack becomes viable, I'm going to sell off half my Bitcoins. And he did, like two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. Um, so, yeah, it's serious. People are, are and, and people are fortunately sticking to their word on, on a lot of this stuff. Um, but this, this kind of leads me into the, you know, sort of the, the, the next thing I want to... <laughs> The next thing, uh, the, the next thing, next, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the next thing I, I want to talk about, which is it, it still seems like there's just there's this extreme hate for altcoins that is still so prevalent. And I and, and I, I just I want to qu- quickly get your guys thoughts on this. I mean, for me, when when there was less regulation on the planet, OK, we've never had a free market. Okay, we, I mean, the, the, or at least in recent history, in the past few thousand years, as far as we know, there hasn't really been a free market in any kind of civiliz- uh, civilized world. And But when we had less regulation, you didn't have less currencies, you had more. Okay, you had thousands of currencies that, that all, you know, and somehow everybody got along just fine with all these different currencies that, that existed at the time. Um, and so... You know, I'm I'm just I'm always so shocked when Bitcoin people say, no, look, all we need is Bitcoin, nothing else. 
we don't want anything. No, 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 no. We we want our green back, but we're going to call it Bitcoin. And that's exactly what it sounds like. Um, Stephanie, I want to go to you. I mean, how do you feel about that when you hear those kind of criticisms? You know, these people are just like, no, only Bitcoin. I think you're right to look at the historical examples. And uh, as long as as long as it makes economic sense, um, I said this at the next panel at Porkfest too, but as long as it makes economic sense for people to create alternate alternatives to bitcoin i.e as long as there are niches that bitcoin isn't filling or things that bitcoin can't do or doesn't do um and people want to be able to do those things with cryptocurrency there are going to be alternatives created and they're going to be used if bitcoin was perfect and there was no need for anything else then those altcoins wouldn't be economically viable because no one would need to or want to use them right like why use an altcoin when if bitcoin is doing the same job and it was doing it first and it's doing it better why use something else unless you're just a total contrarian like brian sovereign which i might believe (laughs) (laughs) yeah i would do that (laughs) Uh, so i think altcoins are inevitable and and i mean just competing currencies in general are inevitable because it seems really unlikely yes money has universal characteristics like it's um durable it's um breakable you know um not breakable, divisible. Right. It's um, it's uh, transportable. It's um, you know, packs a lot of value into a small package or whatever, physically. Um, yeah, like universal characteristics do apply to money, but every kind of money has some detriments. No, no kind of money ser- like serves the whole world perfectly, and so as long as that's the case, there will be more than one. Yeah, I agree. It, it, no one money can serve the whole world. Uh, this is why, and Mark, I want to get to you here in a second. This is why uh, I was a huge supporter of Aurora Coin. Uh, now, granted, one can say Aurora Coin's not doing anything now, sure. Uh, but like Mark said earlier, sometimes it's just not an idea's time. Sometimes it takes a generation or something. But I think that. Uh, and Next actually would allow for this because for the decentralized exchange built into Next, where I think you would have local currencies that have. Uh, localized features that are specific to where you are okay uh and i i think that that's that that sort of thing is going to happen i think that is part of the wave of the future of cryptocurrencies is that they will be localized now they might have a similar back end like next or bitcoin maybe even um but i i think that that is that is a way to go so i agree with you there's never just one money that serves all purposes yeah i mean I don't I kind of disagree with you about the localized thing, because I think um, unless you're talking about physical goods like food and stuff, um, the economy is becoming more globalized and more and more stuff happens online now. Like you can get a secretary who lives in India or the Philippines and Mm -hmm. pay them online with Bitcoin or whatever. And uh, maybe there, there would be different niches that would be better served by certain currencies you know, or certain virtual currencies, but I don't know how useful it is to specialize by locale. Uh, well, you see, this is, I guess this is an area where we disagree because I think, um, you know, I mentioned earlier biodiversity. Biodiversity is something you want. You don't want grain, or, you know, you don't want quattrotriticale growing everywhere on planet Earth. You want it growing in Russia and Canada, and that's it. Where, where right, it originally but are there grew. different threats are there different threats to cryptocurrency in New Hampshire versus in California? I'm not sure about that. I think well, they okay. face the well, same let, threats. Let me let me give you a case in point. Then, Mark, I do want to get to you. And if you want to respond to any of this, you can. Um, but here's here's a problem in New Hampshire: the White Mountains. 
okay, which we were actually all just visiting. It was beautiful up there. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was stunning. And uh, Mark was very gracious. Uh, you know, we had a great time. So anyway. Lovely, lovely. Yeah, it was lovely. So, but you're going to have internet issues in those mountains. You're going to have communications issues in those mountains. Now, you're going to have to create a currency that can handle being lost for blocks on end on its blockchain, okay, and can't connect for who knows how long. And if you're still going to do commerce, say, within those mountains. Now, maybe you can come up with a technology that kind of solves that. But then you are, but then you're you're so fine. You're not speciing the currency. You are going to have to specie the technology that can address the problem of the mountains. And that's what I'm saying is that there are going to be, we don't know all the issues that there are going to be. But I think in various areas, you are going to run into problems um, where where I think technology kind of has to be different. This is like mm. This is like electric cars. Look. I love the idea of electric cars, okay? But they're they're shit in the winter. They're shit. <laughs> yeah. You know? Now maybe they'll grow up, maybe they'll change. But then you're going to have to create specific technology designed to handle the winter, and I guarantee you that the the uh, the efficiency of cars that can run in Southern California, okay, is going to create one type of car, and the efficiency that's required to handle the winter in you know, 25% of the world or how, or whatever large amount of the world is going to require a very different vehicle. I mean, this is like you have SUVs and you have, uh, you know, and you have uh, sedans and you have coupes. Everything serves a different purpose for the different area uh, per se. You know, I mean, and, and this happens, you know, in, in areas where, whoa. Technical glitch. Anyway, I think that's telling me to shut up. Mark, yeah. I, wa- uh, I, I want to, you can respond to some of this, but I also want to hear how you feel when people say, uh, you know, Bitcoin, Bitcoin only. Yeah, I just want to say first that I think it's better to call Next NXT. Uh, I, I, I called it Next also, but it's confusing. I agree. Uh, I so agree I, I started call, uh, calling it NXT, as Tizen has recommended also a marketeer in uh, the NXT community. Um, but I think indeed, at first I was a Bitcoin only guy, yeah. uh, but uh, I've started, I think you make a very good point. I think uh, what it comes down to is people create value and they want to be rewarded. And so if you are uh, a smart guy and you're able to uh, uh, adopt cryptocurrency uh, somewhere, let's say in the mount- your mountains example, right. eh? and but you need to build special technology for that, are you wise to promote bitcoin there or or is it wiser to just launch a new coin with your underlying technology what will give you the biggest reward the latter of course uh, because uh, there you have all the coins uh, (laughs) uh, from uh, and and so you will make a lot more money so what we will see is that those that are able to create value via cryptocurrency many of them will choose to launch a new coin in order to profit maximally and uh, it will uh, be successful yeah, yeah, no, I absolutely, I I agree, and uh, so I mean, but but you think it's you were once a Bitcoin only kind of mm-hmm, guy, mm-hmm. Uh, but but you have, I mean, what 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 changed that for you? Well, I was especially frustrated with Litecoin because in my eyes it was just a copycat, and so I was talking down on it because I, from my point of view it was taking value away from Bitcoin and building its own value, but um, actually, actually. Uh, partly that's true, but on the other hand, they are 
not an exact copy. Okay, the, 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 it may be ex- the copy of code, but it's our other people. Are, uh, it's These people are marketing to new people that seemingly adopt Litecoin and not Bitcoin. Right. So they are creating value and uh, they uh, are... P- are rewarded by it so they are expanding the universe of cryptocurrency and uh, that's their achievement uh, so 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 but yeah um so that's my opinion on it sure yeah you know litecoin's an interesting subject and i want to actually i want to kind of one of my arguments for litecoin's existence um, because I agree, I heard a lot of that, where it's like, what's the point to Litecoin? It is a copycat. And that's very much true. Um, and I, it's it's interesting the degrees we've gone through, uh, because like my, my one of my arguments for Litecoins is that, well, at least ASICs don't work against it, so it's a more stable, it can be a more stable economy. Okay, uh, and but then now there's ASICs for Litecoin, if there's even a point to that. Litecoin's price has taken a pretty serious dive uh, as of recently. So, and, you know, I... My, my argument for it was the idea that, look, you know, if you wanted to test out new features and you have this copycat out there that people, a lot of people already accept and use, uh, then have Litecoin be your beta test for the real world economy of Bitcoin, essentially. And that was sort of my idea. But even that, I think uh, I'm, I'm not necessarily holding on to, to, to that notion so much anymore either. And I feel bad because, you know, I, I like to make a lot of predictions on this show on Sovereign Tech. And one of the ones I made when I was referencing an article saying that that 2014 would be the year of Litecoin. And uh, honestly, I, I, I'm wrong. I think I'm dead wrong because I, I don't think this is the year of Litecoin. And um, I think Litecoin... When you get such game changers like NXT that that just come out with so many features out of nowhere, uh, I think that a lot of these more copycat coins uh, become, yeah, they become redundant and, uh, you know, they got to have something more. You either have to be first or you have to be best and Litecoin is neither. I mean, Stephanie, do you have any thoughts on that, on, on Litecoin? Well, I appreciate, like... Okay, so from the beginning, uh, I think Litecoin has kind of been shifting the goalpost about like their argument as far as like why they are valuable to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, they said, "Well, it's valuable because it's um, GPU resistant." Right. And then that obviously wasn't the case with the script mining algorithm. Right. And then it was, well, we're ASIC resistant. No, now they have ASICs for Litecoin. And then it was, well, no, you know, we are a really good development team, which is true. They are very talented. Yes, they and are. Good development them. team. Yeah, Warren and, Tagami is amazing. Yeah, and Charlie Lee. I yeah. mean, they're they're great. Like, and so now the argument is, well, we're you know we we maintain litecoin as far as the code goes we pay attention to the code and we are good stewards of it and we maintain this like tightly used software that is the second largest cryptocurrency and is also kind of providing a sandbox for bitcoin and they actually have contributed bitcoin code the litecoin developers have right um now that, that's the out- area where i agree that it that it can hold value w- well yeah i mean i agree like with all those arguments to a certain extent like at the time when it came out, script was an innovation. Mm-hmm. You know, it was something new. It was almost like proof of stake. It was just something that wasn't tried in Bitcoin that, hey, maybe this could be better for whatever reason. Let's try it out. And it it, it was tried out. And indeed, it was useful, at least to some extent. Um, and also, I agree with the idea that um, 
it's better to have another large network that is well-maintained and serious just in case something does happen to Bitcoin. It could be a great backup. It could also help support the Bitcoin code or they could support each other, Bitcoin and Litecoin, um, to have different um, arenas to sort of test out new features in. Um, now, and I said they've been shifting the goalposts from the beginning as far as what their argument is for their usefulness. Mm-hmm. But to an extent, it really doesn't matter because people find value in Litecoin for some reason. Everybody probably has some different reason for finding value in it, but people do find value in it to the point where these tokens that were created are now worth, what is it, 7 or $8? And at one point were worth $50. That was what people were willing to pay for them because they believed that it had that value. And that's where the value comes from with cryptocurrencies or with any currency. It's, it's people's belief that it does have value. So um, I guess it doesn't, you know, Litecoin can kind of say whatever they want about why they're useful, but mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. What matters is that people do find value in it, and that's reflected in the volume and the price to a certain extent. Sure. And, and, the, and the growth and how many people use it. So why do people find Litecoin useful? Then that, that becomes the question. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I don't really know. I mean, <laughs> maybe they see those arguments about uh, the the good development team and that have it, having it useful, be like a useful backup or brother or cousin to Bitcoin that mm-hmm. they support each other. Maybe they just are speculating on it. I, I really don't know. <laughs> yeah. And maybe everybody has sort of a different reason. Yeah, that, that's that's fair to say, I think. Um, I, I think what happens for me, and, and this is tough, because a lot of people, in fact, we all hosted, Mark was, was very kind and, and had uh, you and I both on a next and an NXT panel at Porkfest this year. Um, and, you know, one guy came up, it's like, why are you complaining about Bitcoin? What's wrong with Bitcoin and all this stuff? And it's it's easy for, I think, for people to sound like, for myself anyway, to sound like I hate Bitcoin or I hate Litecoin or I hate all these things. And look, I don't hate them. I totally appreciate where they came from. It's just there's you know there's things that are coming out. When, when stuff comes out like NXT that, that has so many features, so many exciting things going on. Yeah, you know, it's like a, it's like a sequel that's better than the original. You still love the original, but oh man, Empire Strikes Back was so goddamn good that that's my movie, baby. You, you know what I mean? It's just it's not hating. It's it's just like you know, yeah. Let's move on. Mark, do you, do you have any comments on all this? Yeah, uh, I just want to thank Stephanie for uh, helping me see Litecoin uh, last <laughs> year because uh, I was hating uh, Litecoin, <laughs> and uh, and uh, and uh, yeah, you you really helped me see that there is room for more uh, and um, and uh, that competition is important and um, even in cryptocurrencies. And so, uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Do you what? still look at it as a competition or do you look at it as more of a cooperative thing? Well, uh I would call it competition. I'm I'm a hardliner. How do you, <laughs> how how do, how do you call it? Um I don't think it is necessarily competition um because it may be co-opetition, uh, something like that, like a mixture of comp- competition and cooperation because I do think these cryptocurrencies can all kind of learn from each other they can look at what one another are doing and take the best things out and try to implement it themselves um at the same time maybe they are kind of competing for people's enthusiasm or dollars or the developer's time or whatever um but it it's not i don't see it as strictly um 
competition. And actually, uh, maybe this is like a totally different direction for this conversation. But this conversation always reminds me of um, the idea of like polyamory, or and monogamy, because, you know, there are people who say that, um, oh, yeah, like, love isn't limited to one person, you know, the more the merrier jump in, as long as nobody's jealous, everything's fine, Um, have as many partners as you like. And then there are people say, well, yeah, but you know, time is limited, you can only really relationships take work, it's hard to maintain relationships with more than one person at once. And then there are people who say, oh, it's impossible to, to maintain more than one relationship at once. Any second relationship takes away from the first one. And so I think you see those attitudes with regards to the way that people see cryptocurrencies as well. And so that's why Brian, I think, calls them Bitcoin monogamous, the people who are like married to the idea of Bitcoin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's that's an interesting uh, correlation, I think. Uh, th- that that occurs but of course also you know to add on to that analogy uh, there's people who can't possibly stay in one relationship they're all over the damn place so but yeah that that's fascinating I mean I do I, I want to quickly touch on the fact that that Stephanie you really do you have a very unique voice and, and I'm not ter- turning turning this into a, a circle jerk here uh, by any means but you I mean like you need like, some help for that no, right <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you really, um, I mean, you're on Let's Talk Bitcoin. Yeah. Okay. And this episode is pretty much turning into all Bitcoin. I had other topics I wanted to bring up, but honestly, I'm not even seeing the point to getting to others. Um, I do want to talk more about uh, uh, Mark's investing, uh, but I think that's related to all of what we're talking about. But anyway, mm. but you are on Let's Talk Bitcoin. You're on Free Talk Live. I mean, you reach out, you literally, more so than me by a long shot, you reach out to thousands upon thousands of of people all the time. Yeah, I'm not that famous. Well, I think I, I think you <laughs> underestimate yourself, but I am impressed. That, I agree. Yeah, I am impressed that you bring up Litecoin. I mean, Mark already admitted you converted him. Uh, <laughs> you bring up. You're the only person I've really heard talk about next on air. Yeah. Okay. I've heard, and not even that much. Yeah, I mean, I, I've brought it up. Yeah. Right. I heard Adam Levine mention it at, on a at a fireside chat. At a fireside chat. Yeah. Not. You know, I remember that. Yeah, it didn't. Um, it, yeah, it, this goes back to where we were saying that that really, how does it? It just doesn't give enough press. But I just, I do want to say that you really, ha- there have been some voices out there saying, "Hey, what about next? What about next?" Uh, or with other uh, cryptocurrencies, with other technologies that have come around, like Litecoin. What about Litecoin? What about Litecoin? You know, uh, and you've always been a pretty staunch supporter of a lot of these things. And I just, I, I think some credit is due. Um, for, for that, and I know you personally, and you don't get bought out because sometimes I think some of these big names out there get bought out by these uh, by these other cryptocurrencies, whatever they may be. No need to name names, and then they just all talk, you know, sweetness and light about all these things. You are genuinely one of those independent voices out there on any of these matters. And granted, you're also heavily invested in Next, yes. Um, I wouldn't say heavily invested, uh, but I mean, it's it's almost irrelevant. I think like if someone holds a cryptocurrency, then it's going to influence them in some way, even right. if they're holding a little bit, you know, to to next or whatever. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. And, and I'll admit to myself uh, that and I don't know, Stephanie, if you want to do this, because I think Mark's going to get into this in a minute mm-hmm. as to what he holds. Uh, he's been talking about it all night, actually, thankfully, and I really respect him for that. Um, but I'll admit the only coins I really have any any real stake mm-hmm. in are um uh black coin i i do have dogecoin they were given to me i did not 
I do not. You can't even donate <laughs> Dogecoin to, to Sovereign Tech. I don't want anything to do with it. I'm not even going to go there. But I have Blackcoin, uh, a degree of Bitcoin, and uh, I have NXT. Mm-hmm. And NXT is actually my strongest holding. And so, you know, I think it's it's good for people to know behind the scenes what people have. You know, in fact, in the tech mm, world. OK, yeah, I, well, we can do full disclosure. Sure. I mean, you don't have to. OK, because yeah, I'm not going to say how much I no, have. No, no, no. There's no call. There's no need. For <laughs> I'll that. just say that, what I have. Yeah, that is not necessary yet by any stretch. But what, I, you know, in the tech world, in, in tech news, actually, there is kind of a rule that goes around uh, to where like Leo Laporte and a bunch of those guys mm. where they say we don't we don't deal in tech stocks because of people's concern that they are going to talk from vested interest. I understand that point, but I don't I don't think that's accurate. If you're buying into something, it's generally because you're pretty excited about it. Yeah, okay? exactly. Would you want someone talking about something that has no um interest in it in whatever way? Like, you know, right. would you want someone like I don't think you c- it's possible to be just a totally dispassionate observer. No, you can't. Like you're be- going to have biases. You might as well just be upfront about them. It doesn't mean you can't invest in something that you think is really exciting or right because like revolutionary. If you, yeah. Exactly. Like say you're a tech journalist, okay? And that's important in the cryptocurrency world to be a tech journalist. If you're a tech journalist, look, if you own an iPhone, guess what? You you just said who you know what team you're on. You just said yeah. what you're interested in. You want every feature and app and new technology that comes out to be on your iPhone. Okay? So you have vested interests. Fine, that's great you didn't buy any stock in Apple, but you really did when you purchased that iPhone. Mm. Okay? That was you you tacitly saying I want things for this. Yeah, okay? that's emotional yeah, investment. Yeah, so I agree with you. Nobody nobody is a blank slate. So, Stephanie, before we get to Mark, did you want to talk about like what, what you hold in? I think people would actually be interested to hear that. Sure. Um, at, well, okay, so I have Bitcoin, obviously, Litecoin. Um, at one point, I had Feathercoin, but I got rid of my Feathercoins. <laughs> um, I, let's see, I have so, a little bit of Proto Shares. Or, you know, BitShares, PTS, whatever yeah. it's called now, AngelShares. Yeah, I actually have a couple of those, admittedly, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, SafeCoin, you know, the, that's the only one on the MasterCoin thing I have. I don't have MasterCoins. Uh, what else? SafeCoin is from MadeSafe, huh? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the MadeSafe uh, you, crowd you sale essentially, thing. Right. You have MadeSafe coins, which are stakes in SafeCoin. Right, yeah. Like the you safe can trade those coins out. aren't out yet. Right, yeah, exactly. So, and, and that's that's something I'm also very interested in, too. Mm-hmm. But go, go ahead, Stephanie. NXT and... Uh, oh, at one point I had TerraCoins, but I no, oh, long, yeah, I, no longer have any TerraCoins. <laughs> I uh, used to mine TerraCoins. Oh, God. Did but you anyway. ever get a block? Uh, no, no, I did not. Wow. Um, I got some from a faucet or whatever, but uh-huh. I... Um, yeah, TerraCoin, boy, what, what a hoot. Anyway, yeah. I, I totally like like ran that more or less as as a as a joke. But yeah. anyway, uh, go ahead. There, <laughs> there's actually there's episodes of Sovereign Tech called TerraCoin. <laughs> you were kind of excited about it at one point, but like you just you're just a contrarian. Yeah, you just yeah, like yeah. whatever hipster altcoin is out there. <laughs> it brought a lot of fans to the show actually naming it TerraCoin back Did it then. Really? But that was like a year and a half ago. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead, Stephanie. I apologize. Um. 
Yeah, that's oh, oh, Namecoin. I have Namecoin too. Yeah, okay, yeah, um, I have Namecoin too. I, you know, I keep forgetting about Namecoin because that's really and not next, a, of course, right? I, I don't know if I said that yet. Y- you yeah. did, but that's okay. Um, so that's but, actually a lot. Like, <laughs> I was, I sort of had to think about this because I kind of like it's hard to keep all of them in your mind at once. It's right. like you know the polyamorous who's dating too many people and can't remember all his girlfriends. You know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, but like Namecoin is one that I always forget to mention because yeah. it's not a competitor. It's just, it's complementary to Bitcoin. Um, I mean, it's the closest thing I think we have to a sidechain uh, that, that there is. And I don't think sidechains are ever going to exist. So anyway, um, you know, I do always forget about that. So I'm glad you mentioned it. But now, Mark, I want to get to you. Okay, because you actually, your portfolio is totally out in the open for people to see. Yes. So they, they can follow your thought process. You do videos. You do all the stuff. I think it's fantastic. In fact, I even coined it as soon as you were explaining to me how you do this. I was like, oh, this is open source investing. People can look at your code, mm-hmm. you know, the code of you. <laughs> and I think that's pretty exciting. And, and I, I really I'd like to hear more about it. Yeah. Um, uh, are we, uh, before I dive into that, I yeah. just want to add something to uh to the discussion about, uh, um, so I, I, I think we will have a world in the future where uh, cryptocurrency is comparable not to currencies today, where you have just a, a, a few bi- very big currencies in every mm-hmm. nation one, uh, but it will be more like the stocks uh, we have today, right. where you have a few major stocks, eh? uh, Apple, Microsoft, uh, big oil companies. You have a few major stocks, but you have a lot of small uh, stocks also. I think cryptocurrencies will look like that because everybody that creates value in cryptocurrency, uh, it is wise to create your own currency if you have something unique uh, eh? uh, if you offer unique value same with companies eh? right. if, if you uh, if you solve a real problem as a company and uh, people uh, have the best deal with you you will exist as a company people will choose you and the same will be true for cryptocurrency and uh, so i think that's where we are going to but yeah, uh, oh by the way speaking of which mm-hmm. i forgot one ltb coins Oh yeah, I have some LTB. Right, that, that's a whole other conversation. So, but I just want to touch real quick. Yeah, Dan Larimer, in his genius, and this guy is a genius. Um, he's actually made that claim that Bitcoin itself isn't even currency; it's really a stock. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's an interesting point to what you're saying is that that's where we're heading. And I, I think you might be right. Yeah, uh, but I also think that uh, as with companies, uh, you ha- you need strong fundamentals. You always have periods of hypes where everybody, where all stocks go up in value, but then you get busts and all stocks go down. And those that don't create real value, that don't create uh, solve a real problem, that are not competitive, will go it will die right and uh, the same will be true for cryptocurrency so i so me as an investor i um i did buy some litecoin because i thought the argument was strong that it is a backup to bitcoin uh and uh, and and but now that uh, i start to invest heavily into nxt and understand it i see that this is a much better backup to bitcoin so i did sell my litecoin because for me personally uh these fundamentals are not strong enough anymore and right. uh, and 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 the same is true for peercoin that i also held uh because it offered something different but then NXT does it much better so I sold that too so uh, but um, okay so so that's my situation and um, so I'm also only into Bitcoin NXT and then also a little bit of gold and silver but it's basically 
30% Bitcoin of my portfolio, 40% NXT. So that's a total of uh, uh, 70%. And, uh, and then the rest is some uh, gold and silver and some cash. So um, actually it's 80% uh, crypto and uh, 20% gold and silver and some cash. That is... Uh, so ballsy <laughs> and i respect it yeah I, and that's the real estate included yeah yeah which i, I sold <laughs> i mean this is this is see this is the thing people would say well he's heavily invested so of course he's going to talk about it that way look this is risk on a personal level that is more reason to listen to the guy than it is to not Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so you're I, putting your money where your mouth is. Yeah, really, sure. really. So I, I find you. that to be impressive. And and also, I just real quick, I, I want to say that I think you raise a great point about like the fundamentals changed for you, like with Litecoin, like it wasn't enough anymore. It wasn't enough anymore. And this is just evolution. This is how things work. You know, you find out that kings and queens don't work anymore. So you go on to another system. Then you go on to another system. Then you realize you don't need a system at all. You know, and uh, and so I think th- this this always occurs. To stick with one thing is, is crazy. Uh, all right, go ahead. Yeah, so, so I, I I started, uh, uh, I, I looked for a, lo- a decade to find something that I'd like to do and that makes money. Mm-hmm. I tried many different things. I felt so many, uh, in f- so many projects and so many startups. But uh, then uh, I was also busy with investing. And when the crisis happened in 2008 and uh, most investors lost 50%, I only lost 10% uh, because I, wa- I, I saw the bank crisis coming beforehand and I had invested a lot in gold gold, silver, and not in stocks. And so I only lost 10%, and that gave me the confidence to start uh, spreading uh, the knowledge I have about uh, uh, investing. I started the blog in 2009, and from the start, uh, I wanted to share my portfolio, because so many investment gurus, they have a lot of talk, but they don't share their portfolio, and in fact, many of their calls are wrong. Huh? Yeah, they are ma- losing money instead of making money. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, and and this is actually interesting too because uh, you have it in the investing world. You have what are called uh, like dirt sheets, okay, or you have where where they you know people like these these investing papers that go out that are really popular all around the world, and it's all these people, and a lot of them are really they're see this is the, this is where it becomes a problem with vested interest is you're showing everybody you're being open about everything that you're investing these. People People keep quiet and they are leading you with their papers. They are leading you to where they want you to buy for their own benefit. And what they're going to do is is this is how pump and dumps happen. These are how all these crazy things happen. But in your case, like you said, you're frustrated. Nobody shows their portfolio to really see. You know, it's like, no, do they really mean that what they're saying about this stock or what they're saying in this case about that cryptocurrency and whatever? And you're showing, yes, you mean every word you say. Yeah, yeah, uh, indeed. Um, I, I'd like to uh, say how how it went the evolution. So yeah, please. Um, uh, uh, see, the problem in investing is indeed that uh, almost nobody uh, outperforms true inflation, which I estimate to be around five to six percent. Uh, that prices go up uh, per year in the right. U.S. as well as in Europe, uh, and uh, to, you have to have a higher return on your uh, capital just to keep up with inflation. Eh? So. Uh, a real return is uh, anything above six percent. Eh? So you need to have at least eight percent to ten percent to make real profit in investing. And from uh, 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 all the newsletters that share their portfolio, which is only about two hundred newsletters in the world, eh? mm-hmm. only a few of them, like one to five, are able to outperform six uh, seven percent per year. Eh? Yeah, right. yeah, it's terrible. Eh? Yeah, it seems to be like 
in in my eyes, like a lot of the investment world is just focused on very safe, like keeping your capital, you know, not necessarily growing it as much. Or I mean, they, maybe they'd like to grow it, but the reality is, like on average, you're not going to grow it much. <laughs> not, not a lot of risk. Well, the problem is With it's, the per- yeah. permanent portfolio, and especially, I think that's the whole goal of it is avoiding risk. It's like preserving your capital. Indeed. I was also an advocate of the permanent portfolio, but I recently sold it for Bitcoin uh, because indeed it is a, a very good protector of capital, but it is also a very good protector of making money. Uh, 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 so no risk, no gain. <laughs> it mm-hmm. protects you from making money. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the permanent portfolio, just real quick, is the idea of... Um, like you, you have you know twenty five percent in one thing, twenty five percent like in gold and silver, twenty five percent in bonds, maybe twenty five percent in something else, and it's just it's when one rises the or the other falls, or when one falls the other rises, and it's supposed to be very safe. But like you said, no risk, no gain, absolutely. Yeah, it's a very good preserver of capital, but indeed uh, you won't make money. And I uh, really do want and need to make money. Yeah. Uh, uh, I live from my investments, so I need to have a return that is higher than true inflation. The permanent portfolio does not uh, succeed in that. Those, those are hard facts. Eh? The returns of the permanent portfolio are only on average around 7%, uh, and that's just uh, 1% or 2% above true inflation. So that's not good enough. Um, uh, so, uh, But I failed myself from 2008 till 2012. That is uh, four years in a row. My average return was only 6% eh, when I was sharing my portfolio publicly. Eh? Right. Uh, my average return was only 6%. Eh? Uh, so it wasn't good enough. Um, so I was uh, getting really warm uh, that I would fail as an investor. And um, that's one of the reasons why I uh, kicked out the permanent portfolio because it put me on the wrong uh, path, a path of preservation, uh, not a path of growth. Eh? Right. Uh, so um, uh, the right way to invest, in my opinion, is to take risks, but calculated risks. That means you bet based on the risk reward ratio. So the better the risk-reward ratio is, the more capital you allocate. This is actually a scientific method to uh, invest. It's called the Kelly method. Uh, and it is uh, uh, meta- mathematically proven that this is the best way to um, have optimal returns. Uh, that means... Um, to allocate, allocate your capital in such a way that you have the best growth. Uh, the problem with that, however, is that it is very volatile. Right. Uh, so you have to, uh, because indeed, uh, but that's part of the game. Uh, um, you see, I take an example to not investors, but to entrepreneurs, uh, because those are the only people that make real money in this world yes and uh the way they approach things is that they um uh, invest uh, their um time and their energy and all their capital into their company and they watch it every second of the day uh and they make it grow huh? right uh and um uh, that's what i'm doing more and more that's why i'm talking about nxt today uh because um i've decided to do that myself uh to uh allocate uh, my capital uh, uh Concentrated uh, yeah. in, into those things that I really believe in. Yeah. So, so you're kind of you're taking an entrepreneurial approach to investing, mm-hmm. and you, you are you're being very active in what you are passionate about to grow. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they are your investments at the same time. Is that, is that fair? Is that sound? Yes, yes, that's correct. Uh, okay. I, I hedge my bets a bit. Eh? Uh, so so uh, I do have also Bitcoin, I have also gold, silver. Eh? Uh, but uh, indeed, uh, that's what I do. Uh, well, nothing wrong with diversification, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, for me, I only started succeeding in investing in 2013 when I decided that I would not become a professional investor because I was long planning to start a fund to attract people's money. Eh? Right. And I think all these things play in your mind unconsciously because the idea of starting a, p- a fund led me to promoting and investing myself in things that are popular. And what is popular? A permanent portfolio is popular. People like security. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) They're desperate for security, but it's hard to, like, give... You can't give it to them. It's always going to be uncertain. No, you can give security, but then you cannot give growth. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know what? This is actually... This is a huge point that I try to make. I don't think I do a good job of explaining it ever. But this whole idea of security uh, holds everything down. And in fact, I mean, and, and, and I just go beyond investing security in general uh, can can off, can be harmful. Um, I mean, look at what look at what governments around the world do in the name of security, of stability, you know, and all this stuff. And that's where all a lot of the really egregious things that get done to, to humanity come from this idea of, oh, no, you got to be secure. And in that, I understand the need for that. But at the same time, yeah, there's no growth. There's no moving forward. Uh, and, and you know, it, you become stagnant. And, you know, some might be OK with that. But a lot of us aren't okay with that, and so you can't you can't make rules against all. I mean, I don't want to be stagnant. I get I love hearing when people you know want want growth in their portfolios and whatever else. Um, so certainly, yeah, I, I think that's a great point to bring up about that. Security does not allow. Uh, for growth yeah and so uh, when I was sick of the permanent portfolio I said um, uh, okay so I'm gonna take calculated risks and uh, this Bitcoin thing does that make sense because I was rejecting it at the time right uh, and indeed it did make sense of course I, I had all the counter arguments coming up like everybody else eh? Gover- yeah. <laughs> government will take it down that's a sure thing no they won't they can't okay okay makes sense uh but it's deflationary currency that's not possible but actually it is possible um and and other objections so yeah i allocated 10 percent of my capital uh in 2013 when bitcoin was uh, valued at 13 dollar actually at the end of 2012 in october uh then i invested 10 percent um it was a very good investment of course but it was also not done that well because actually I invest a lot more than in gold silver (laughs) and still the permanent portfolio Uh, whereas I knew that I had a 10 bagger here that the chances were very high that this would tenfold right I thought it would take three years it happened in six months Eh? Uh, my timing was wrong but I was pretty sure that the chance was high that it would tenfold because it was valued Bitcoin at 100 million at the time and I knew that this would go to to 1 billion just based on the story Uh, it's an amazing (laughs) story Uh, you you know actually and I think I I know you and I have kind of talked about this before um, and I I think it's an area where we disagree and that's okay Uh, but you, you said you expected Bitcoin to do that tenfold inside of three years I agree with you that it that I, I predicted similarly that it would be three years before it got anywhere near what we're talking about, the price that it's even at now. 
there was the Willie report. Okay, you know about this. And um, Stephanie, would you be willing to kind of give like a quick recap of the Willie Report? Would I be willing? Yes. Yeah, oh my. <laughs> yeah so the Willie Report was a... Uh, <laughs> it's not about the length of my... Or, never mind, go ahead. Oh, yeah, that's the, that's the Sovereign <laughs> Willie Report available from SovereignTech.com. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I've already reported on that. Go ahead. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> For you, Ellie. Anyway, uh, okay. How much is that in centimeters? <laughs> <laughs> Let me convert that. <laughs> so the Willie Report was basically, uh, there was leaked data that came from Mt. Gox of their customer logs uh, showing the user IDs and like all the Bitcoin trades that people did. And um, somebody got a hold, well, a bunch of people got a hold of it and did various analyses on it and came out with stories. And in particular, there was this one blogger that analyzed it. I don't know the blogger's name. I think they were anonymous, um, but they had this WordPress blog called yeah, the Willie Report. Yeah, it was anonymous, yeah. Yeah, I think they were anonymous. And so they just took this data, which was publicly available, and they saw some weird patterns. For instance, there was uh, one bot that was nicknamed Willie, or it appeared to be a bot trading on Mt. Gox, that was, uh, oh God, every 10 minutes was like buying five to 10 Bitcoins or something like that, and just continued buying and buying and buying. And then there was another bot that was um, doing these massive buys and sells, but like wasn't paying anything for Bitcoin. Bitcoins or was paying these really weird prices that were way below market rate. Mm -hmm. And in this way, the blogger alleged that there was just basically millions, hundreds of millions of dollars of fake liquidity that was pumped into Mt. Gox, which drove up the Bitcoin price around November, December on all the Bitcoin exchanges uh, up to the peak of $1,200. And um, that it was all just bullshit, essentially. Uh, and whether these bots were put on Mt. Gox by a hacker or by an employee or by Mark Carpellis is anyone's guess. But they were definitely doing some really unusual trading behavior, including these, you know, getting free Bitcoins and also um, being able to trade on Mt. Gox when it was down, when no one else could trade. That was another suspicious thing about these bots. Right. So, I mean, for me, this this what happened here, it it artificially inflated the price of Bitcoin. And the the really the 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 killer argument that for me that this is true. And again, it's OK. We can disagree on it. But um, is that there wasn't enough like the math, there wasn't enough fiat to even justify the prices that Bitcoin was reaching so soon. Um, and so, you know, I mean, that, that's 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 what it what it is for me. Um, and so, you know, this is and the reason I, that I bring all this up, Mark, is that I think you were absolutely right in that it should have taken three years. For, for it to like, I think I think your your keen investing sense, is, you know, and, and I think honestly, if what occurred, what Stephanie just described didn't occur, I think it would have been three years. Um, and I, I was anticipating the same thing. So that, that's the only reason I bring that up. Um, but, you know, I'm curious if you want to comment on why you, you disagree with the Willie report. I, yeah. I'd be very interested. Well, I believe it's true what uh, the observations of Mt. Gox uh, fake uh, trading activity. I don't dispute that. Right. But uh, uh, the way uh, I think that the, the, the price went up uh, at that time uh, from $102,000 basically uh, due to uh, Chinese exchanges taking off mm -hmm. which could also be fake trading volume <laughs> right. uh, but, but um, the order book I think was true and the order book uh, eh, that you just can fill up eh? the whole world could go to PTC China and fill up the order book mm -hmm. the order book was bigger or as big as the order book 
at Mongox or Bitstamp, by the way. Mongox had all lost so much credibility at the end of 2013. Uh, I mean, so I wasn't looking at Mongox. Right, so you're saying that the bookkeeping done at other exchanges, not just Gox, accounts for what actually happened with, with that price increase from 100 to 1000 Yeah, point. yeah. Okay, I see your point. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But, but I think I was also... I, I think we may have a very slow year this year, uh, and maybe sure. even two years, because indeed it hundredfolded in 2013, <laughs> the yeah. biggest rise since inception, even in 2010 or 11, since it started trading, it never went so uh, up so much in one year. So, right. so, so we may have a slow year, but. Um, but I do think that uh, that uh, that that it is uh, natural growth um, uh, simply be because of uh, if you compare it to other adoptions. Uh, uh, television, Internet, um, telephone, um, smartphones, uh, it is uh, always following an S-curve uh, where you have at first slow adoption, which would be for Bitcoin since from 2009 till 2012 okay. uh, but then you get an uh, uh, the the s starts to go go up, Swoop up yeah. uh, and uh, and you get an acceleration into a new growth trend uh, which is uh, uh, going to continue for a few years and then it will level off uh, when uh, uh, starting when half of the market has adopted it um, so of course this can take 30 years this s curve this can take only 10 years as well for uh, the smartphone but right. um, uh, um, uh, th- that uh, remains to be seen but the growth the new growth that has gone up uh, in 2013 t- I think will continue uh, uh, that means that on average it will uh, tenfold uh, per year by estimate uh, rough estimate we just had an underfolding so if we have one year nothing it's still a tenfolding per year yeah you know I'm, I'm with you in that like I think now uh regardless of how it got to the price uh, how it got to 1200 or a thousand what you know whatever it peaked at um now what it's valued at i think is probably pretty accurate uh you know and so i think that yeah that this tenfold uh precipitating rises that uh could occur i think your timeline now at least for me i i would concur that that can happen um and that's important important to bring up because you know, again, like like I mentioned, how people think. You know, when we talk about, especially when people talk so passionately about certain altcoins like NXT and whatever, that somehow we're hating on Bitcoin. Look, I think Bitcoin's going to do. You know, what uh, Stephanie? What did Max Kaiser say Bitcoin was going to go up to? Ten thousand to a hundred thousand per Bitcoin, I think. Or wasn't it like millions? Didn't he say like ten million or something? Mm, I want to say yeah, somewhere maybe around one million per Bitcoin okay. or a hundred thousand per Bitcoin. I don't. I, I think that can happen. I think it can hit that, and I think it will, especially that ten thousand, a hundred thousand dollar range. It's definitely going to do that. Uh, I don't doubt that for a second. So keep in mind, I'm I don't hate Bitcoin. I do, and no one here does. Okay, you know, and I think it's going to be if you bought in now at six hundred. Uh, I think that that's buy time. You know, because it's it's going to do that that tenfold rise that you're talking about, Mark. I think it's going to do that easy. Okay. And but at the same time, that doesn't mean just because something does really, really well, it goes up in, insane in price doesn't mean that it is the end all and be all of money as we know it. You know, something more can come. Uh, but like I always say, even if Bitcoin's not the future, it is the easiest way to purchase 
the future. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think, for instance, like if you look at NXT, it has a potential to thousandfold. Yeah. Right or oh, ten oh, ten thousand yeah. fold, right? Yeah, it, I, is that more likely than Bitcoin? If it is, then maybe buy some next, right? Yeah, I mean, considering what what NXT can do, I do, I dare say the sky's the limit, you know. Uh, but uh, but Mark, I mean, how do you mm-hmm. feel about all of that? Yeah, I I think um, at first I would have thought that yes, Bitcoin will grow very high. I still think that, but the way it's gonna go is, I think others will grow higher. Um, right. Uh, so, so, so Bitcoin will uh, very likely continue to go up because it has this tremendous um, momentum and especially right. marketing momentum, not developer momentum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but um, uh, so, so I think that will uh, make, make the price will go up. But then you, I think something like NXT has a very high chance to go up a lot more percentage-wise and close the gap with Bitcoin faster than we expect, maybe within two to three years already, that it uh, comes at an equal market cap of Bitcoin and maybe in five years' time it is ten times bigger as Bitcoin. I think that is possible. Yeah, well, I mean, considering present development trajectory, Mm -hmm. Bitcoin has a cap, not necessarily a price cap, but it has a usefulness cap. There is a point where it can't do anymore at the present developer trajectory. I mean, shit can change, you know, whatever. Um, but with some of these other things, and this is what gets people excited about Ethereum, but again, NXT is already here and can do it all too, uh, is that it doesn't look like there's a cap as to what could be done with the code. You know, it could just keep going and going. New features can keep getting added on. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I think that's that's pretty exciting. I mean, Stephanie, you know, how do you feel about, what do you think about Bitcoin's, you know, price valuation in the fu- in the future, like Mark said, uh, you know, and then with altcoins, because then Mark said how, you know, NXT inside of two, three years could be, you know, massive. What's your thoughts? Yeah, honestly, at the moment, I'm feeling a little bit um, skeptical that Bitcoin is ever going to hit like 100,000 to a million. Really? Per Bitcoin. Yeah. And the reason is because I think so much of Bitcoin's value comes from the idea that people perceived it as a way to get around um, regulations and controls in the financial system, especially like in the US. Um, And it was for a while, but now it's getting kind of locked down. And even people within the Bitcoin community are openly supporting um, regulations that are just totally the antithesis of what Bitcoin used to be about or was meant to be about. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that is like taking away from the potential of value of Bitcoin, honestly. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I I think and and I think NXT theoretically could be this to where, you know, a, a, a cryptocurrency or a crypto platform has to be made to where the politics cannot affect mm. it no matter what yeah you know because that's what people would say with what you're saying is that well look that's going to happen to any coin politics are going to get in the not way necessarily but no it doesn't have to it can yeah. be programmed to not do that at all and i'm, I'm hoping nxt is uh, is one of those did you yeah, have anything with, else you want to add to with that? some more privacy features uh in sure and stuff like that and even things like distributed exchanges would definitely help right which bitcoin hasn't had um yeah i mean could, could it hit ten thousand? Sure. Yeah, I think it, it will. I think it might hit ten, twenty, thirty thousand, something like that per Bitcoin. But uh, I would like to see a real, genuine thousand dollar Bitcoin before I get hopeful about that, because the thousand right, dollar Bitcoins that we saw before were 
were bullshit. Yeah, from, it was a month up and down. Yeah, yeah. from pumping on Mt. Gox um, and, and these bots. So uh, that damaged my confidence a little bit. But uh, on the same token, you know, the price is pretty much holding around $600 right now. Um, and there are more mainstream merchants coming on board with Bitcoin every day. Um, and it's getting a lot more coverage. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. It seems like right now there isn't a lot that's super exciting going on with Bitcoin per se right now. Right. You know, we're seeing some big merchants come on board, but eh, I mean, after <laughs> you've seen one, you've seen them all, right? Yeah. Like, well, that's the thing, though, is that ironically, the coins that are getting accepted now, because that's really where it's interesting, is what altcoins are getting this kind of adoption by businesses. Uh, the two None. <laughs> well, no, well, the two I'm seeing that are getting adoption are Blackcoin, oh, Dogecoin, but whatever, I'm not even going there, uh, Blackcoin and NXT are the two that are starting to get like... What businesses are accepting NXT? Uh, there's a server business where you can... Oh, really? I didn't oh, know yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and, and there's things you can buy. You can go to a stores that offer stuff for NXT. Um, and I, I, I'd I, want to say GoCoin, I, I shouldn't say this without really checking it, but I want to say GoCoin accepts it too. Mm. Um, but I mean, those are the ones where I'm seeing... They, it's I just My point being is that it's ironic that proof of stake is the thing that seems to be getting the, the underdog acceptance now. And I'm happy for it. So I see a lot of the early adopters with Bitcoin going towards Ethereum and uh, so-called Bitcoin 2.0 yeah, stuff. Yeah, but they can't really do anything with it. Yeah, I know, but they're directing their energy in that direction. So, I mean, we'll see how right. we'll see how things are in six months. Yeah, we'll see if any of that stuff even gets released. So, <laughs> yeah. um, we only got a, a couple minutes, Mark. But yeah, uh, I'd li- I'd like to uh, say finally, I think cryptocurrency is a very important just to uh, keep your money and increase your money. Uh, so you just buy Bitcoin or NXT, and you know that it won't be printed into infinity, and that's the most important thing, uh, the best saving instrument to preserve your capital and uh, let it grow. Absolutely, I love it, uh, Mark Demiesel. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much, Brian and Stephanie. How do people find you online? It's just uh, why I sold half my Bitcoins for NXT, and you will find my YouTube channel. And actually, Mark is offering free NXT if you get in touch with him via Facebook. The link for his Facebook page is in the show notes. Of course, it's Mark Denizel. It's M-A-R-C-D-E-N-E-S-E-L. Uh, and you can find it. But take a look there. I mean, how can you beat it? You're getting free money. Stephanie, of course, thank you so much again for being on. And uh, Carpe Lucem, everybody. You just experienced Sovereign Tech. Go to SovereignTech.com. That's S-O-V-R-Y-N-Tech.com. And connect with us there. Find links from today's show. And catch our podcast feed. Sovereign Tech is copy heart. Copying art is an act of love, and love is not subject to law. So please, share the show however you like. Welcome to the Evolution. Evolution.